Welcome to Share Truth, Apply Scripture. I'm Jordan Shambly, and I am joined, as always, by Cedra Sarton. And only Cedra Sarton. Only Nobody Cedra. else is here. Nobody else. This is this is a odd episode. <laughs> I know. Well, I think we've maybe done this a couple other times mm-hmm. where it's just me and you, because for the most part, we have a guest here with us, and, yeah. or Wesley, mm-hmm. and it's just us. Yeah. So let's hope that we can keep the conversation going. I think I think we'll be able to. I think we'll be able yeah. to. Um, so I got to tell yeah. you, fun story before mm-hmm. we get in. Um, as you know, right now, I'm, I'm in between homes. Yes. Um, I had to get out of my apartment just because our, our lease ran out, and we were going to move into a house, but the house is not ready. So right now, I'm staying with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um and so right now, my roommate is my three-year-old nephew. Yeah. And so he gets up a little early, and he'll, like, a little earlier than other people. So mm-hmm. he gets up this morning, and he comes running to the living room because I'm getting ready to come to work. Yeah. And he comes in there, and he's just said, he just, he says, um, we're trying to get him to say, like, I, me, mm-hmm. and stuff. But he just, he goes by his, you know, the mm-hmm. J-dub. He always, yeah. J-dub told I'm like we'll get uh, under a blanket <laughs> there's a blanket right here and then he starts looking at me jay jacob watched toto melon and i'm like yeah i'll turn it on sure <laughs> and then he goes jacob chalk chalk milk so i get up and go fix him his chocolate milk yep. you know and as i'm leaving the house i'm like i am the biggest sucker yeah yeah you just gave him everything I he did. asked for a list I of le- demands i left and i looked over <laughs> and he's just rolled up under the his blanket with his chocolate milk and watching his show and he's like you're excused now <laughs> yes you may go Thank you may you. go and i'm just like okay well i just got played yeah yeah well that that's just how kids are sometimes because i mean mine are the same so they they're early risers yeah they're not these late sleepers they're early risers andy my son woke up at like five this morning with a list of demands and i was like no i'm not ready to get up yet Lay back I, down. I, yeah, there's no reason for me to be awake right now, but no, he he had to get up and and ask for things. So. I think the the problem here is also that I'm the aunt, not the mm-hmm. <clears throat> not the mom. So I I'm more prone to falling for your tricks. Yeah. So he got me. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a cute little story to get yeah. us started off. But while <laughs> um while I'm on a roll, I'll go and remind everybody that mm-hmm. if you want to know more about us and what we do, you can go to uh, net slash the stand and there's yeah. article, all kind of articles there. So, and there's a print magazine and mm-hmm. that AFA releases called the stand, formerly the AFA journal. And it also has four pages of, of engaged content exactly. each month. So, yeah. And I think, you know, uh, stories about kids are very uh, appropriate for what we do because we talk a lot about uh, our, our demographic, who the audience we're trying to reach out to is young Christians. Christians. And when we say young Christians, we mean college age to mid thirties ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of people in there who are either having children or thinking about having children or thinking about getting married and having children, that kind of thing. So yeah. if you guys, if anybody listening has a funny chi- uh, child story, <laughs> oh, we would love to hear it. Send it to us at engagefaq at afa.net. Yeah. And you can also, while you're at it, if you have anything that you would like mm-hmm. for the engaged team to pray for, for yes. you, and it doesn't have to go, I mean, we, we won't mention it on the radio or anything mm-hmm. unless you, uh, 
if you unless you specifically say you would like for us to. Right. You can also use that email and send us your prayer request because we would love to pray for you. Yeah. Well, speaking of children and the <laughs> um, distractions that they can often be. I did. I got I got us <laughs> off track a little bit. No, no. This is this is perfect because um, what we're going to talk about today is the importance of Scripture in the life of a believer, but also the struggle it can be to um, keep the Bible and in the study of the word in its proper place in um, our lives. Uh, and, and I'll be the first to say, look, I, I wrote this article. So the, uh, w- this is kind of springboarding off of an article I wrote called 10 Distractions to Studying Scripture. I wrote it quite a while ago, so I don't remember every single of those 10 distractions. Oh, okay. Well, but, I didn't print you off a copy. I got me oh, a copy. Oh, it's fine. But, um, but I definitely know that one of them that is probably not in that article is children. Um, because oh, yeah. the thing is, I'm bo- sure that there's some of these that can be attributed to children. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is like before I became a parent, um, there, there's, there's a whole list of other distractions before you become a parent, but there, there was a time in my life in my early teens, early twenties where I was doing very well waking up in the morning. And the first thing that I do after fixing a cup of coffee is, is uh, reading the word and, and spending some time in uh, the word and in prayer. And once I got married, that was, it was pretty good after that, you know, getting married. There was, there was a time before we had children that I was there. Remember. You can't remember it. <laughs> you see that I, I'm, I'm kind of scrambling because like, you know, wow, it's just, what I cannot did we imagine, do? What did cannot we do imagine what we did before we had children. <laughs> Um, but before we had kids, we were doing very well as, you know, as well, just waking up, uh, spending time sometimes together, sometimes not together in the word. But once you have that first baby or once you have that first child, things change, (laughs) mornings change, routines change, and it can be very, very difficult to, uh, set that time aside and, uh, and to hold on to that routine. So that's definitely one of the things, but, um, I just want to say before we go into the distractions that we need to talk about the importance of the scripture in the life of a Christian, um, because sometimes the basic things can become things that we um, overlook a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, basic things being uh, reading the Bible, praying, uh, spending time with other Christians, that kind of thing. Uh, these can be th- uh, be things that we too quickly sacrifice um because we feel like oh well we'll get to these things later um or that these are so basic like i don't i don't need it right now i don't feel the need for scripture so i'm just going to skip over that go to something that feels a little bit more important but uh, i think we need to remember how important the bible yeah. is to a christian it is if you are a believer um scripture is essential mm-hmm. it's not um something to pull out every now and then whenever you feel like you need encouragement, which I, I've in the past, I, you know, I've done some of your little points here kind of mm-hmm. hit hard and <laughs> it, it hurt my feelings. It stepped on my toes a little bit, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's good because uh-huh. I, I, you know, I mean, there've been times in my life where I've, I've fallen in, I've fallen mm-hmm. into this mm-hmm. list, uh, not just one of these points, several of these points. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a Christian, I know what it's like to put off reading for one, for, for one, for there's whatever reason I have, excuse that I have, mm-hmm. whether I say I'm busy or, or whatever it may be, I put off reading and 
you can feel the effect. Mm -hmm. Like it's a physical thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know about other people. If it's not a, you know, if you don't feel it physically, Mm -hmm. I I just don't get that Mm -hmm. because, um, I start going into like a depressive kind of mode. Yeah. If I'm not in my scripture, like Mm -hmm. I should be. Yeah. And, um, but that's not the only reason to read. I mean, you you read it and you study it because you are commanded to mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely, and that's also an important thing to know. Yeah, uh, for me, one of the things can be like, oh, I had a really good time, you know, in the scriptures yesterday, so I can afford to not be so diligent about it today. So you're kind of like, <laughs> I had an like, extra long, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday. You're 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 kind of like sailing off of yesterday's good reading and you're you're you're, um, you're holding off on it today and that can be something that I, I think applies to more than just scripture reading like sometimes you know um there can be times in your life where you go through a time where it's like you you feel very close to god you feel like your your prayer life is just wonderful and very rich and you're just you're you're, you're seeing grace in every part of your life and then you go into a time where you're, you become content and you become complacent and you, and you, you, you're tempted to say to yourself, well, you know, mm-hmm. last week or last month was really deep and really rich. It doesn't have to be that way this month. And I can afford to sort of just sit back and coast off of all of that. Uh, That's from, the devil talking. It is. Get that out. It is because you will find very quickly that when you're not abiding in the vine, so you know Jesus said, "I am the vine; you are the branches." You can't you can't say to yourself, "Last month I was doing really well as a branch; I can afford to sort of detach from the vine for a little bit." You can't oh, do wow. that. That's not how it works. Because <clears throat> I mean, going off that analogy, you will quickly wither away, like it, dry I, up a bit. And I think we all know if you're a believer. I think we've all fallen into a moment where we didn't study like we should. Mm-hmm. It is so easy once you, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to say point one here. You have putting it off, Mm -hmm. and that's probably the most prominent, like, you know, one, the one that happens the most. Putting it off, you put it off once, Mm -hmm. it's so much easier the next day to say, well, you know, I mean, that really was a good study I did on Monday, Mm -hmm. you know, and before you know it, <clears throat> your your time in scripture is so few and far between because mm-hmm. once you've made that excuse once, you can do it again. Right. And then you continue to do it and you continue to do it. And before you know it, it's like I've not been in the word at all. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's been a month where, you yeah. know, I've not been in scripture and, you know, it, it's just going to get worse from there. Yeah. You know, I, I really think that um, frequency is a very important thing when it comes to reading the word. Um, regularly. I think keeping it a regular thing is probably the most important thing. Now, sometimes we can be tempted to be like, well, if I don't have time right now to really go deep, I don't really have time right now to really study and dig in, but that's okay. Um, you know, the power that comes from reading the word comes from the word. It doesn't come from you and how much you are digging into it. Yeah. So Let's, let's let's ignore the, the the voice in our heads that says, "Well, I don't have the energy to really dive deep into the scriptures." Get your toes wet, like that's all it takes, and do that every day. Do it more than once every day if you absolutely can, but do it every day, and you will find that the power, the transformative power that comes from the Word, will be present there, and you will find yourself you know, making a habit out of that and finding places throughout your day 
to make more room for it because you know it, it again it's not about how much effort and how much how much focus you can put behind your bible reading it's the bible reading it's the bible that is the power there and frequency and and and, and um regular contact with it uh will do much more for you than um you know every so often really digging in and studying it's all about i really think uh consistency and frequency of uh, reading is key. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I kind of, I know normally I try to not to do this, like really go through and share too much about an article. That was fine. <laughs> uh, but we're going to today mm-hmm. um, because I, I really think some of these points, like I was going through when I was trying to decide like what route, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you know, maybe we could take in the discussion because even though we do just have a discussion usually, I do like to try to have you know, points down so mm-hmm. that we stay on topic. Um, but I was like, I don't know, you know, like this is a lot of points. There's some things I kind of want to mm-hmm. just mainly focus on. But I'm like, these points are so good. I don't want to <laughs> leave any out. So we're going to. Um, yeah. This number two is also very hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, number two, you put skirting the issue and the whole idea of um, staying away from when you know that you have maybe committed a sin mm. or or you're living in sin mm. uh, and you tend to not want to read the passages yeah that that maybe call out that sin mm. yeah yeah that one is that one does hurt a bit <laughs> yeah um, it hurts a lot yeah because yeah it, I, i've i know that i've been mm. there yeah yeah and i think that we can that's some. That's a place we can find ourselves at any moment in time too, because it doesn't have to be like, oh, you committed this horrible, heinous act of you know sin, and it can be simply something like you've just you know you, you've become a little cold, you've become a little you know dull yeah. to the word and dull to God, and and content with being you know distant, and you know. We've all had the 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 family member or friend who we haven't spoken to in a while. Maybe we didn't leave things off on a on a positive note with them, and then you see them after a couple of months, and it's kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> we we can have that feeling sometimes, even with with our heavenly Father, and 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 it can be tempting to you know feel like, well, you know, I need to really. I, I, I either want to just completely avoid the awkwardness and just stay distant or I need to get my life in order before I go back and and see him face to face. You know, it doesn't work that way at all. And and it's going to be awkward and it's going to it's going to be hard and it's going to hurt if yeah. if there's sin. Um I mean, conviction does that. Conviction convicts. It makes us feel um badly about the sin in our lives, but Fortunately, you know, it's not just conviction that's found in the Bible, but it's also grace and mercy. Um, and so it's a problem that solves itself, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at today's environment and you see these churches, and I'm using the term church as sure. as a form of people meeting in a building, mm-hmm. yeah. not as the church, mm-hmm. because um, they are, sin is just rampant in the churches. And I'm not talking about just you have people attending who have sin in their lives. I'm talking about the church allowing sin to be a part yeah. of the church. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how do they get to that point? Because they didn't like the things they were reading in Scripture and they yeah. just ignore it. Or either either they either they quit 
reading those parts, put them away. They don't discuss them. And if then eventually they start learning to uh, come up with interpretations for the scripture that it just are bonkers, <laughs> basically. <Yeah. laughs> And for lack of better words, and that's how you get there. I mean, you stop mm. you stop reading those things because you don't want to be convicted. And then before you know it, you can start convincing yourself yes. that what you did or how you're living is not wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, huh? and that's, and that I, I can see that um, there have been times in my own life where, in times where I've grown distant from the scriptures and, and maybe even, you know, not so good of a listener during a sermon and, and just kind of colder in my life, in my walk with the Lord. And in those times, other influences come into my life, you know, so I'm, I must start listening to other voices, whether that's positive and well-meaning people who, who are good people and even Christians or, but, but I'm, I'm taking their word, you know, as a proxy for the scriptures or even just completely secular ideas. And they just start sneaking in you know, and what you do and what I, what I've, what I've done and, and found myself doing is start justifying them, you know, mm-hmm. and start thinking, well, you know, this doesn't really match up with what I, what I've stood on for so long in my life. And you start making these little compromises and you start saying, well, this is actually true. And well, we don't actually know if this over here is true. And yeah. you start shifting a little bit. But the problem is, and and there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. Like, obviously, as we grow as both, you know, adults and as we grow as Christians, there are going to be ideas that we had in the past that are going to change when we Mm -hmm. learn or know better. Um, But if you find yourself changing your ideas and changing your mind when you're not standing on the foundation of Scripture, that can be a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I find very dangerous is looking at other people Mm. during these moments and going, at least, Mm. at (laughs) least I'm not like them. Oh yeah. (laughs) That one here, here's the thing. Here's Mm. the, here's the thing. Just take this, write it down. That person that you're looking at and comparing yourself to, I can sit here and say, well, at least I don't act like Jordan. (laughs) Well, guess who doesn't Uh answer for my sin? Mm. Jordan. Mm -hmm. Jordan answers for his sin. Mm -hmm. I answer for my sin. So even if I think my sin or my issues that I'm trying to avoid are teeny tiny Mm. compared to Jordan, I'm still answering for those things. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And when, and when, and when uh, God says, be holy as I am holy, there's no at least in that standard. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. Like, even when you do read those scriptures, mm. you're like, you know, like, it's okay because at least. Uh, uh. Yeah. All right. Like, let's move on. Because <laughs> uh, to the next one, which you got, we, we may not go over every one of these sure, yeah. in detail, but distractions, mm-hmm. distractions mm-hmm. are the, it's, I mean, it's so easy to get distracted. Oh, yeah. I it, it, I do all the time. Look, I'll I'll be thinking I need to get up and go do this thing, and I'll forget mm-hmm. on the way there. Mm-hmm. Not like I'm having to to go very far. I'm going to the next room, right? And then before I know it, I'm doing something else because something distracted me. Mm-hmm. And it is so easy just to let all these things in your life like crowd in. So you have no room for God. Right. And and sometimes it's even the good things. Yeah. You know, you know, like I'm doing all these things. I'm helping people. I am. Maybe you work for a ministry. Mm-hmm. We work for a ministry. 
And I'm really proud we work for a ministry, but it it's a it becomes a problem when we forget why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And we're not spending time with God. We come here and we sit at these mics and we're talking about God, mm-hmm. but we're not spending time with him in his word. Mm. You know, studying what he left for us to guide us. Yeah. I mean, and mm. because we've let all these other things that we need to do get in the way. Yeah. And I um I mean, even now, so where I am right now, mm. unfortunately, one of the first things I look at when I wake up in the morning is my phone, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And, and I think that most people that in our circles and, and listening right now could probably say the same thing. I, and the majority of you scroll on your phone in the yeah. morning before you get up, you know, you do. Yeah. 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 And, and that's not a sin. You know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, say that that's a sin or that's, that's something that's making you stumble. But I do know that it, it it is definitely something that can be a distraction. Um, if, if, unless your Bible is on your phone and that's what you're looking at, yeah. um, which is, which is what actually what I do. Um, but, uh, the first thing that you look at in the morning is going to have a lot of weight determining how the rest of your day is going to go. And it's going to, whatever you see first thing in the morning, that's going to be what you're thinking about for a long time. Oh, and yes. so, it would be a good idea to, it's, it's a sort of a way to hack your morning a little bit, um, to either remove your phone from the, the picture and put it in a different room and put your Bible, like a physical copy of the Bible, where your phone would usually be beside your bed or wherever, or to curate what's on your phone to be actually helpful and point you to the scriptures. Now, from the way you've taught before, I'm not looked into your phone because it's none of my business yeah. and I don't care. But the way you're, you're kind of a minimalist, I'd see yes. I'd see you as the type of person who has maybe three apps. <laughs> I have way more than three apps. Yeah. But I mean, like, you, I mean, I'm talking about like yeah, yeah, yeah. the ones that you use or, I mean, you probably have just a handful. I have, a, I, have I don't know how many games. Yeah, I have a problem. <laughs> like I've got my solitaire and stuff that I have to have or whatever. Some of the apps on my phone are actually for my children. So like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, can be an is, excuse, right? But, but I mean, like, <laughs> but I mean, like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you need to mm-hmm. start clearing out some of the garbage. Do it. Yeah. Go through and clean out and, and have, look, put, put your Bible out on your home screen mm-hmm. and just have it so they're staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Whatever helps you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and uh, putting scriptures, um, I, I've seen a lot of people uh, put sticky notes of scriptures on their bathroom mirror uh, to to have that contact with the scripture first thing in the morning. And it's a good way to memorize scripture. I think there's a lot of practical things that you can do to introduce the word throughout your day. Um, and especially for those people who don't just have an hour, you know, in the day to sit down and read, even though we probably do. Um, but to have those little moments throughout the day where we, um, can, can meditate for just a few moments on, on the, on the word, um, I think is, is very, very beneficial actually. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go into huge detail on all these because we've, we've been through only three of the points Mm -hmm. and we have like three minutes, three minutes. (laughs) So, But essentially, a lot of these points point to a lot of problems a lot of people have, mm-hmm. like uh, 
only reading scripture to fix like what you need in the moment mm. you know like something's going on and you decide to turn to god yeah. for that or just quickly reading just to say you did mm-hmm. i mean but you're not and then and then one you did put um defensive reading hmm. is one of the points and like are you really letting the words seep in mm-hmm. you know like what are you, are you really thinking about what you're reading mm-hmm. and uh f- i will say for you people with kids i don't have kids myself mm-hmm. uh but living with my sister has been an adventure <laughs> she's got three kids mm-hmm. and that's not a lot to some but they're all close in age and they're all like very little mm-hmm. so we're talking three one and newborn <clears throat> yeah and i i look i applaud you i don't if you it's i don't know how you do anything mm-hmm. they are they are everywhere yeah <laughs> in everything and i know that it is so hard to get in your studying mm-hmm. when you've got in your ear Mama, 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 yes. mama, or you, you for you, daddy, daddy, yeah, daddy, yeah, daddy, yeah. daddy, 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 do this, daddy, I need to do that, and stuff, and so um, maybe that's the time mm-hmm. to start making it a family thing. That's, and, and that's a great point. I was actually about to say that uh, a tip for parents and people, you know, with with children in the home, uh, include your kids in, yeah. in in your scripture reading. That's something we do, uh, uh, try to do every day around breakfast time. So they're sitting down, they're eating, they're preoccupied. We pull out the Bible or their little, you know, Bible book that we have. And we go over a lesson with them and we read some verses, we read a Bible story, and then we talk yeah. to them about it. And that's good for us too, because it allows us to meditate on them, on, on these truths as we're teaching them to our kids. So um, it, it, that is a really great thing. It brings your family close together. Um, it, it helps you to know where your children are spiritually as well. And even that, you know, five years old, my son has started to ask some very deep questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when he prays, he's praying some things that are quite profound, I think, for a five-year-old. So uh, it's good to have that that uh, family time in the Word so that you can all yeah. know where where your children are spiritually, but also that you can meditate on the things yeah. at the same time. And yeah. if, you, if you are, and I know some people's homes are different, mm-hmm. but if you are in your home with your spouse, um, maybe take time to take mm-hmm. over a kid kid time and allow you know and do it for each other so Mm -hmm. you both have a little time in the word yeah and if you know someone who doesn't have that in their home Mm -hmm. maybe only one of the spouses is a christian maybe you know for whatever reason it's a single spouse like a single parent Mm -hmm. maybe you can take time to help them out yeah and maybe come over watch the kids a little bit and let them have their scripture absolutely yeah just uh take stock of your day today habits and um Ask the Lord to show you how uh, you can introduce more time for uh, reading the word. Well, uh, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening. And until next week, continue to share truth and apply scripture.